that's what G said here with a late night last minute pod blast. You know, wasn't going to do another pod this week, but I like some races on Saturday. I like some races on Sunday and a couple of football games to play. So we're going to do just a little quick one where we go through some of our plays and a little added thank you and a little thank you bonus to everyone out there on Thanksgiving weekend. So let's get right on into the show and show is brought to you by Sarah Candle Company. Visit sarahcandles.com, C-E-R-A candles.com. The goal of Sarah Candles, to create a candle 100% natural, clean burning, and of the highest quality that everyone can enjoy. Here are why Sarah Candles are the best. Number one, all natural soy wax, free from those toxins that are found in paraffin wax, which is used by a lot of the other leading brands. The all natural soy wax actually holds a scent better and can burn up to 50% longer than the traditional paraffin wax candle. 100% 100% lead-free cotton wicks, completely natural scent, made in micro-batches, hand-poured to ensure the highest quality, 100% locally sourced and handcrafted in the USA. We have 25 different available scents, three different sizes. These are fragrance oils infused with natural essential oils, the best ingredients, quality packaging, affordable prices, longer burning than none of those toxins, those carcinogens, those pollutants that are present in paraffin wax. I know these people very well. This was created by people who love candles. They started out experimenting, trying to create the perfect candle, and now they've blossomed into Sarah Candle Company. Through research, they were able to discover the benefits of all-natural soy wax. This is a perfect gift for the holiday season for someone, and I can offer you a little bit of a bonus. If you use the promo code GINO, you'll get 10% off of your purchase. Like anything, you have to take good care of your candle, especially something that's going to be burning and has a, a live open flame. So there are instructions and details on how to keep your candle clean and on how to ensure the perfect burn. I've tested these out. I love them. And uh, I'm very excited to introduce Sarah Candle Company as one of the sponsors of That's What G Said podcast. Gave out a couple plays for NFL and for NCAA football prior to Thanksgiving for the uh, the Thursday Friday games. NFL, we went one and one. We had the Bills, the win over the Cowboys, um, and we lost with the Falcons. And that was a that's a pretty bad loss with the Falcons as they missed an extra point, a field goal. They completely, when you look at the the team stats, they really dominated the game. It's funny, but they turned the ball over on downs on fourth down a couple different times, and you missed, and and the turnovers, and then you missed the field goal, and you missed the extra points, and another instance where you end up going for two and you don't get it, and we end up losing that game by a half a point. We had seven, plus seven and a half, they lose by eight. That was a pretty bad loss, but we'll, I guess, tolerate it because we... Sort of got away with one in the Ole Miss game. We went 3-1 and one in our four NCAA football plays. The first win was the Ole Miss, where if you didn't see they, uh, the way that game ended, looked like the game was going to be tied. Ole Miss was plus 2.5, but when they scored the the what looked to be the tying touchdown, the player who scored the touchdown set up like a dog and pissed on the field and they got it it got a penalty for unsportsmanlike 15 yard penalty it backed up the extra point and they end up missing the extra point so instead of going to overtime 
Ole Miss loses by one, which was fine by me because we had him at plus two and a half. If they go to overtime, they could have lost that game by three, by seven. You never know in college overtime when you go back and forth. So we'll take the win on that one. We had Virginia plus three. We had Cincinnati plus 11 and a half. We lost with Texas Tech and Texas Tech was up 14 early. I blame that one on Stephanie. She's a Red Raider. So she takes all the blame for that one uh, with the loss today. She was absorbing all of the, uh, the, the frustration from the Red Raider loss that I needed. But that helped our, uh, that helped us get a little back on the win end in the, in the college department. So we're 21 and 22 now in, in college and 37 and 32 in the NFL. Three NFL plays for you for Sunday. First of all, Number one, the Jags. They're up to plus three at home against the Bucks. That's just way too much. Tampa absolutely could win this game. Tampa has a great offense. They can go up and down and score points on anyone. But they really shouldn't be a three-point favorite on the road against Jacksonville. They shouldn't be much of a favorite on the road against many. I've played Tampa in a couple instances when they've been favored. And like I said, they could win this game. They can go up and down with anyone. But I just don't... I This has moved way too much. This game was started out as with Jacksonville as a favorite, and then it's gone just a few points in the last couple days. So the Jags at plus three, that is way, way too high. The Colts minus one. This is a banged up Colts team right now. They're trending in the wrong direction, whereas the Titans, they've looked really, really good with Tannehill. Henry's starting to run the ball like he does towards the end of the season. So I think you have two teams, the perception of them are going opposite, and that's why this line has moved now, and it's all the way down to Colts minus one, and it should be at least three, you know, so I think this is a great spot where you're getting a couple free points with the Colts here. Colts minus one as our second play, and the third play, the Raiders. Everybody saw the Raiders get the crap kicked out of them by the Jets last week. The Raiders were looking ahead. They had to travel and, and go play the Jets across the country. I think that was just a real trap game. We played the Jets in that game, and I think the Raiders are going to be able to at least keep this game close or get you a back door. They're up to plus 11. Kansas City could be kicking the crap out of the Raiders, and they could score a late garbage touchdown just to help you cover. I just feel like a team that's played pretty well throughout most of the year, they're due a couple poor games here and there, and it just seemed like a real trap game for the for the Raiders last week. So at plus 11, we'll take the Raiders. Three plays, Jags plus three, Colts minus one, Raiders plus the 11. Three plays trying to build on that 37 and 32 season so far. Up next, we'll get through uh, some horse racing plays. Before we do, I want to let you know about another sponsor of That's What G Said podcast, Cindy Carava. Cindy Carava is a full-service realtor, and she can help you out with anything you need. In, uh, in real estate, buying, selling, leasing, maybe you want to improve your home. She can connect you with vendors, you know, landscapers or gardeners or painters that she personally has used in her own home. If you need help with a loan, she can get you connected with the people that can help get you pre-approved for a home loan. Maybe you're just curious and you're looking for some market analysis. You want to see how much your home is worth. She can help you out with that also. I know Cindy for the last decade. She is one of the nicest, sweetest, most genuine people you'll ever meet. She will be completely honest with you, and she will take great, great care of you. She's all over the San Gabriel Valley, parts of North San Diego County, so Del Mar, Solana Beach, Rancho Santa Fe. I always mention Cindy during the horse racing segments because a lot of you know the name, Carava. 
husband is Jack Carava, who's been a mainstay trainer here on the Southern California racing circuit for over 30 years. Great people, and Cindy will do an incredible job for you. So make sure to get in contact with her. CindyCarava.com is the website. You can get all the contact information there. She's also on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find reviews about her on Yelp or Zillow. The name C-A-R-A-V-A. You can shoot her an email, cindyc.realtor at gmail.com. Okay, for Saturday, we're just going to rattle through these. We have Saturday plays Gulfstream, Churchill, Del Mar, and then Sunday at Del Mar. So let's get to Gulfstream first. For Okay, past performance is out for Gulfstream November 30th on Saturday. First race, let's go to the four, Mystic Sparkle. I think if you get five to two or over on this horse, worthy of a win wager, including in all of your exotics. So she's a nice two-year-old filly who debuted against Maiden Special Weights, was in a little bit too tough. That was back in July. Came back on November the 8th, broke really well, but had to take back from the inside, got shuffled around from the rail, started to move, but was right up onto the heels of arrival, had to wait for room, then angled out in between, never really got a shot to run, was kind of in between horses throughout. I like Mystic Sparkle quite a bit. Anything over 5-2, to two, we're going to make a nice win wager on the 4 Mystic Sparkle in the opener at Gulfstream Park. Should take a nice step forward. Second start off the bench. Second start on the grass. Second start going long. And Prado was aboard last time out to get familiar with this gal. Let's go to race number 5 at Gulfstream Park. And we're going to go to the number 7. This is the Buffalo Man Stakes, six furlongs, and uh, I like the seven in here, Abirico. Three starts back at Gulfstream Park was a winner, that was in July, and then they took a shot over at Saratoga against Much Tougher, and and it really wasn't a bad effort, was was actually showing some speed in between horses, I, I, not, a, not a bad effort against Better, then drop back, and then last time out, just much the best at Gulfstream Park. And you know the the money's going to come in for Went West. I think the money will come in for Complexifier. They both come off of fine efforts. But I actually think Iberico here with some home court advantage might be able to get the better of two horses who could be a little bit better maybe going long and who might be better prospects down the line. Let's go to Iberico in here. Anything over 3-1 to one on the number 7 in the 5th race. 7th race. Going a mile on the turf course. Let's go to the number five, Lucky Jingle. Last time we saw Lucky Jingle on the grass, it was in a stakes race at Saratoga. And she was inside. She was tucked in. But she just did not seem to enjoy being on the inside of horses. She got shuffled. She was waiting behind. And she never really got a shot to run. Isn't quite as bad as it looks on paper. And she was behind a couple nice horses that day in Cristal and Sweet Melania, who you've seen a couple times in the past performance running lines. She just got outrun on the dirt last time out, but she was a winner on the dirt two starts back. Now she comes back to the grass, and I think the form is going to be a little bit hidden because of the last effort that wasn't so great, and the last time she was on the grass, it doesn't look so great on paper. But she can sit, she can pass horses, she has some tactical speed if need be. That is the number five lucky jingle, so we hope Prado can get another victory here. Looking for a couple from Prado uh, on the Gulfstream Park Card for Saturday. Let's get you to race number eight at Gulfstream Park and let's go to the number nine. That is Kimura. I really like the debut effort from Kimura at Gulfstream Park and then went over to Monmouth and she went right down to her nose, stumbled, and she got beat out of a spot and then was shuffled back, 
when she was trying to recover. It was just a really brutal start, and she never had any chance after that. You look at Sound Machine, who's coming off a lackluster effort behind Lucky Jingle, who we talked about, and you know Spanish Point will probably take some money. I just don't think there are any monsters in this field, and I think if Kimura comes out running from the outside, absolutely has a shot to steal this race. Let's use the number nine, Kimura, and we'll make a win wager at anything six to one or over on the nine, Kimura. Race number nine, we're gonna go to the one Irish Mia's. I've been following this guy for a while. His first two starts at Saratoga were not bad. Then he stretched out and was able to go long on the grass at Laurel. It was a pretty nice effort. And then last time out, squeezed back at the start, about seven lengths off on the inside. So I think a little farther back than he would have liked to be. But he was traveling pretty well. And he runs into traffic. He has nowhere to go. Then he has to wait. He has to angle all the way around um, while the top few have all their momentum built up. I thought it was a really good effort from Irish Mia's and we're going to play the number one. We'll use in some exotics. We'll play Irish Mia's at anything over five to one. We'll make a win wager on Irish Mia's. And then in the 10th race, you know, I, I think the four Fort McHenry is a very logical favorite, but what's wrong with old Gemo? I want to, I want to call him Gemo. I know it's Gemo because he's a two-year-old son of gemologist, but G E M O. I, I, I want to say Gemo. He, he beat Fort McHenry. On the square last time out, he got the lead. He, he looked like he put away Fort McHenry, and then actually Fort McHenry came back on again for a late challenge. And he's uh, Gemmo has had plenty of time to recover from what was probably a pretty difficult race. There's not a lot of speed in here. I wouldn't be shocked if he's right on the lead again and he's trying to hold off Fort McHenry. So I think if you're playing late exotics, the three and the four would be the two horses I use. And I would play a few bucks to win on Gemmo, if we can get seven to two or over, anything over seven to two, we'll play a few bucks to win on Gemmo. So Gulfstream Park, keep in mind, not all these cor- um, not all these horses are going to be the prices that we want. That's why we have a value line. So if they get bet down below the value line, I'm not going to play them to win. Maybe you use them in, in your exotics or you have a different approach, but you have to be able to have a line. So, so we look at the one uh, in the first race, the number four, Mystic Sparkle, five to two or over, we'll make the win wager. Fifth race, the number seven, Iberico, three to one or over, we make the win wager. In race number seven, the number five, Lucky Jingle, four to one or over, we make the win wager. Eighth race, the number nine, Kimura, six to one or over. Uh, ninth race, the number one, Irish Mia's, five to one or over. And in the tenth race, Gemmo, make sure to use with Fort McHenry, but we're going to bet Gemmo at seven to two or over. Then we move on. To Churchill Downs And we'll get to Churchill Downs For race number one And we'll go to the outside At Churchill Downs With the number 12 Glamour Girl Who was really sitting in a nice spot In third Was tucked inside Was uh, just a couple lengths off And then he got caught in between horses Got shuffled back Lost a few lengths Lost all the momentum And was not able to come on again I think from the outside You get a slight cutback I like the fact that she showed A little more tactical speed going long And Garcia's starting to figure things out there At Churchill Downs So let's go to the 12 Glamour Girl Make a win wager on this one At over 5-1 to And make sure to use Glamour Girl In all of your exotics Let's go to race number 4 at Churchill Downs, we're talking Churchill Downs Saturday here. Really good card um, with two-year-olds on, on Saturday at Churchill. The number five in race number four, we're going to go to Flat Toya. You look at Flat Toya's 
debut, really good, just missed. Then came back on September 13th, stretched out to a mile. And at, at Churchill, it really was not a bad effort. It was behind a horse named Air of Light, who out of that race tried the gra- tried a grade one. There were three next out winners that day from the September 13th race. And then last time out, broke well from the outside, was able to cross over and got the lead. At the top of the lane, she looked like she was a winner. She was two lengths clear, and she just hit a wall, got really tired, now cuts back. We know she can pass some horses if need be. I like the one that she ran behind, Turtle Tracks, who we're going to mention a little bit later on. Turtle Tracks won next out an optional 75 first level allowance. So Flat Toya will be the play and a horse to use in all the exotics. If we can get 5-2, to two, we'll make a win wager on Flat Toya. Fifth race at Churchill Downs. Let's go to the four, Blackberry Wine. Two starts going long on the grass. They were both pretty darn good. And I like who he has faced in really all of his races. If you look at another miracle in the debut, was third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. You see he was second in that race, Irish Mias, who we had just talked about and we liked earlier. That's a stakes winner. You see Aficionado in career start number two. That's a next out maiden special weight winner. And then last time out, Hook's a stakes winner. There were a couple next out winners from the debut race. So you're just talking about a a horse who's faced really good ones. That last effort, Chapala won the grade three gray next out and the fourth and the eighth finishers from October 6th came back to win maiden special weight races. So those were horses who finished behind Blackberry Wine who came back to win maiden special weight races. It was a really good start for Blackberry Wine on October the 6th at Keeneland, was close up, was in between horses and then kind of got outrun as a big speed horse opened up and kind of pushed Blackberry Wine to about five lengths behind, was in fourth and what happened really was Duke of Carthania got the inside trip. They really battled late. Duke of Carthania got the better of Blackberry Wine, but I think it was more of it's kind of sneaking inside and getting the better. It was a, a, a good ride from La Peru. So I don't think there's a lot between the two of them. I, so if you get a little bit better of a price on Blackberry Wine, I think you take it. The number four, Blackberry Wine, will take anything over three to one in that fifth race at Churchill Downs. Sixth race at Churchill. Let's go to the two Lycan. Most recently, it was a good start. It was at Churchill. It was in a very similar spot. He was right up on the lead from the inside. And then he had to take back and up the lane. But he just never really had a shot to run. He's in between horses. He's got nowhere to go. Um, looking around, angled off, but got shut off. Just a really unlucky, tough trip for Lycan. And I'm expecting Lycan to get a little... Like, a lot of these horses, I think, will probably get a little money. Again, that's why we set the line down. To me, this doesn't look like a 6-1 to one shot on paper. He looks more like a 7-2 to two shot. So if we get 7-2 to two or over, we'll make a win wager on Lycan. Race number 7 at Churchill. Let's go to the 9 in here. Byerness, super impressive debut winner. I just loved what she did in her debut. She broke well. She sat, you know, just off the leader. She was on the inside. Then she gets shuffled back. She ends up losing a couple lengths from the inside. Angles around five wide. Took a few strides to get going. And then extremely impressive. Striding out nicely. The number nine, Byerness in race number seven at Churchill Downs. Let's make a win wager at over three to one and use in all of your exotics. 
And in race number nine at Churchill, let's go to the number two. We mentioned uh, him, uh, her a bit earlier. That's Turtle Tracks. She's looking for her third win in a row. And I don't like the fact that she was about, you know, five lengths off in, se- in the seventh spot. She kept to the inside, and then she angles around with a big, wide move. She had to deal with the riderless horse to her inside. She did not look like a two-year-old filly. She looked like a very, very mature, older horse who's done this a ton of times. I like Turtle Tracks a bit. I respect Finite from the rail, but let's make a, a win wager on Turtle Tracks. If we can get anything over 9-2 to two and use in all of your exotics. No real... Uh, Strong opinion in the last few races at Churchill Downs, mainly you know because in in the other stakes race, which is the Kentucky Jockey Club, I think Tis the Law is really good, and I love what I've seen from him in his two starts. I'm not going to be trying to play against him at seven to five, and then I think if you are looking to to beat him, I think the other two horses are South Bend or maybe even Enforceable, who can kind of grind and pick up some pieces. So I'm not really telling you anything outside the box. Maybe just include Enforceable in some of your late exotics if you're looking for a little bit of a price. But I'm not I'm not trying to beat Tis the Law there in uh, in the 11th at Churchill on Saturday. So Churchill Downs uh, races for Saturday. First race, number 12, Glamour Girl. We'll uh, make a win wager at five to one or over. Fourth race, number five, Flat Toya. Anything over five to two is good for us. Fifth race, the number four, Blackberry Wine. Anything over three to one looks good. Sixth race, the number two, Lichen. Anything uh, over seven to two looks good. Seventh race, the number nine, Byerness. Anything over three to one looks good. And in the ninth race, the number two, Turtle Tracks. Anything over the uh, the nine to two. Looks good on Turtle Tracks in the ninth. Let's go to Del Mar for Sunday, or for Saturday, excuse me, and then we'll get you some Del Mar Sunday. So Saturday 1st, November 30th, get those past performances out. Three horses to mention in the fourth race. I was a big fan of uh, this filly last year as a two-year when she was a two-year-old, and that's Vibrance. And she's multiple graded stakes plays. She was really good last year in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And then at the, she kind of tailed off a little bit at the end of the year. She did not run well in the starlet, and then she didn't get back to the racetrack until July. Looks like it took her a few starts to get going, but her, her turf race in July wasn't bad, and she didn't run well on the main track at Del Mar, and then she came back to the grass last out, and I thought she ran really, really well. She was three deep, and then two deep. She was... You know, couple lengths off mid-pack, but she was chasing a two to five shot in lone speed. She ran on well and was a clear-cut second. She has some backlash. She should be able to save all the ground from the rail. I don't think there are any monsters in here or anyone to be really terrified of. So I think the one vibrance worthy of a, a nice win wager and anything over six to one, make sure to include in your exotics. Let's get you to race number eight at Del Mar on Saturday. And the eighth race is the Grade One Hollywood Derby. I think the nine standard deviations interesting. This is a three-year-old I followed for a while. You don't. I don't want this horse to take at anything like under four to one. So if he gets bet down a little bit for Brown, then you know maybe you don't want to hit him as hard. But I just I'm not really uh, too impressed. With a lot of the local horses in this spot. I think many of them could win. But standard deviation 
has a big opportunity to uh, to steal this race with Johnny V for Chad Brown. So you use him in all your exotics, uh, and at four to one or over, we'll make a win wager. The tenth race at Del Mar for Saturday, we're gonna go to the number twelve Media Blitz. I think sometimes we get worried about horses who have a tough post. Another times the post can really help them because it kind of forces their hand. I think with the outside draw, Media Blitz is going to have to just take back or get a little more aggressive and be forwardly placed. But I'm hoping they decide, you know what? Let's just take back a little bit. We'll, we'll take back and we'll try to make one late rally. This is a horse who's training really well, and I'm expecting him to take a little step forward. Media Blitz. He regressed a little last time out, but a repeat of his debut race has him right, right there. It's going to be all about the trip for Media Blitz. So let's use the 12 in all of your exotics. Uh, The three races for Del Mar Saturday. The fourth race, the number one, Vibrance. Anything around six to one or so will make a win wager. The eighth race, the number nine, Standard Deviation, four to one. We'll use and we'll make a win wager. And in the 10th race, the number 12, Media Blitz. Uh, this one, you know, anything around 8 to 1 uh, or so will uh, we'll make a win wager. But I wouldn't be shocked if if that one gets played a, a little also. Okay, let's go to Del Mar for Sunday. So this is closing day at Del Mar, December the 1st in race number 1. We're going to go right to the 8, Farquaad. It's a horse who's been like knocking on the door for quite some time. And I like horses like this who take a while to get their first victory. And then they come right back in a field. I, you know, I don't think this is that the toughest field in the world. Look at who Farquaad has, has faced. Behind a horse named Never Easy, who came back to win a first level allowance next out. Behind a horse named Mo Forza, who won the Twilight Derby next out. The grade two Twilight Derby was uh, a field where there were three next out winners on September the 29th. I like that he was never your beaten favorite in a lot of these races too. It wasn't like he was in spots where he was supposed to win. He was in races that have come back very productive. As you can see, lots of next out winners. Farquaad, using your early pick five, if we can get over 10 to one, we'll make a win wager on the eight. This is on Sunday at Del Mar. Let's move to race number three. I'd be surprised if the one hit the road doesn't get bet down a little bit in here. He just had a no shot kind of trip in the... Breeders' Cup, just based on his post, uh, based on his post, he actually ran pretty well. He was three deep, and he was in between horses, and he angled out and around. He just was a little flat late. He got DQ'd in that race, but I thought he actually ran pretty well. And this will be a nice spot for him to come back to save ground in here, hit the road. I think this is a single in like your early pick five. If I can get over five to two, we'll make a win wager. But to me, he's a horse to kind of single and maybe we get some separation in the early pick five in this third race with the single of the one hit the road. Fifth race, a lot of people could be singling with uh, United in here. This is the Hollywood Turf Cup. I really wouldn't talk you off singling United. I just want to mention uh, the two Brown Storm a little bit in here as a price play to include United should be really really tough uh, in the in the Hollywood Turf Cup. Let's go to race number seven. This is the Matriarch, and I think Toynette is very well spotted. It was a beautiful win for her last time out, sitting a nice trip. And the mile is the key. She's just not as good going a mile and an eighth, a mile and a quarter. She's fine at a mile and a sixteenth. And you'll notice if you toss the mile and an eighth, you toss the mile and a quarter, you're left with a string of just incredible races from Toynette. To me, going longer, I would lean to, you know, 
Got Stormy's flying at a mile also She's obviously just came up short In the Breeders' Cup mile And I have no knocks for her But I, I think Toynette is primed and ready for this This is a race that she's been pointing towards She was not in the Breeders' Cup When a, a, you see you know, someone like Got Stormy was Significant form is going to take some action But Toynette To me I'll take her over Juliet Foxtrot. I'll take her over Got Stormy. And if we can get three to one on Toynette, that's going to be a, a nice win wager. And maybe a horse in some of your late exotics to key in, kind of build your exotics around. At least I'm going to do that. And then in race number 10, I really, really like the 11 in here. I give up at six to one. We'll make a win wager on this one. Anything over that. Was in tight, had to take back a bit, lost the length, and and then got kind of forced down to the rail, was shuffled back again, lost a couple more lengths, was actually shuffled all the way back to dead last, was nine lengths off, angles around, takes back to the inside, angles in between, it sounds like an eventful trip, it was, and and then still running on very well down towards the inside, I give up. Let's use and let's close out the meet at Del Mar with a nice price winner. I give up. If we can get over six to one, anything around six to one, we'll make a win wager. So for Sunday at Del Mar, the number uh, first race, the number eight, Farquaad, using your pick five, anything around ten to one. Third race, the number one, hit the road, five to two is the line for us there. Maybe a pick five single. Fifth race, the number 10, United will be really tough and we'll spice them up with the price of the number two in there. Seventh race, the number five, Toynette. Maybe a, a horse to build some of your late exotics around. We'll make a win wager at three to one. And in the tenth race, the number 11, I give up. At uh, anything over six to one will be a win wager for us there. Folks, hope you have a great holiday weekend. We want to just give you a little extra something here. So best of luck, and hopefully we can steer you in the right direction a few times. Remember, going on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Google Podcasts, tune in anywhere you get your podcast and to subscribe to That's What G Said. Have a nice evening.